off camera, you said the name of the acronym, the, the association that you just said. What, what was it? INSBROA, the Indiana Association <laughs> oh of School Resource Officers. That is really awful. <laughs> it's what we have. We need a marketing team The to that, IN so. had to be at the front of it, so... <laughs> so. Welcome back to Small Town Big Stories. I'm your host, Nate West. With me today is my special, one of my favorite guest hosts, Officer James Scott. Thank you for having me. I'm Officer Scott, and we are here to talk about SRO and school resource officers within the, the schools in, 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 in BCSC. So you've been going through some of that training? Yes, I went through some awesome training held by Officer Q, who just so happens to be here. And we're She's going our to guest today. Yes, she is the bomb. Like she, um, she's very friendly. Uh, she knows her job, and she supports uh, student resources officers across the state. And kids love her. Uh, staff loves her. Yeah, and uh, it's just a really cool program, and it uh, keeps our our kids safe at school. Uh, gives them a, a, a positive uh, outlook towards police officers. Yes, I just want everybody on the outside to know what a school resource officer does, and there's nobody more qualified than Officer Q to explain that. There you go. Well, I appreciate you uh, hanging out with me today and setting this up, and awesome. I, I hope everybody enjoys the episode. At Zeller Insurance, we are proud of our Columbus roots. We have been part of the community since 1972. Supporting local businesses and organizations is a priority for us. Building relationships with our clients has been the foundation of our success for the last 50 years. Think of Zeller when you think of insurance. Whether you are looking for home, auto, business, life, or Medicare insurance, our team is here for you. Well, thanks for coming in, Officer Q. We appreciate you uh, coming in and talking to us today. Officer James Scott. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to have you in the, in the studio again. Well, this is my second time. You're turning into an old pro. <laughs> Not a pro yet. So, getting, getting there. So, Officer Q, uh, tell us. Uh, so, a lot of people know you, right? Because you're, you're all over town and... and uh, doing your normal police stuff, you know, you're supposed to be seen. So, uh, but I'm guessing a lot of people don't know a lot about you. So tell us, tell us a little bit about, uh, growing, where you grew up, uh, some of your family stuff that you care to share with the public. So. Sure. Um, so I grew up in Tell City, Indiana, a very small town. You don't end up there on accident. It's a very intentional drive. Uh, small town. I graduated with a class of about 120 or so. So small school also. I uh, went to college after that at Indiana, Vincennes University for two years. After that, I went to Indiana State where I got a bachelor's in criminology. And I literally, uh, finals week of college is when I was sworn in here with the Columbus Police Department. This was the place I wanted to be. And at that point, I still believe that this is one of the best law enforcement agencies in the state. So uh, I still feel that way after almost 18 years. But I'm just thankful that they uh, saw something in me that... Um, at that time, just loved being here. So what was the draw to Columbus then, if it was your goal to be here? It's an interesting story, really. I was 
at a career fair at Indiana State. And then I walked in there. I still remember the two officers that were standing there. And I spoke with them. And I just knew. You know those moments in life where you just know that's where you're supposed to be? Happens, yeah. I I knew it right then. This is where I was going to be. Even before I interviewed, I was just knew that's where I was supposed to be. That's my people. And I need to be there. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So I have a twin sister, an identical twin sister. What? Are you serious? True story. Is she a cop too? She is not. She's a speech and language therapist. Oh, that's cool. And she's also in town. So sometimes people will see her and say, why didn't you say hi to me? That kind of thing. We go through seasons where we look a lot alike and then not so much alike. Right now we have different color hair and that kind of thing. But um, we, we get that pretty regularly. Is that why you guys are buddies? Because of the... Um, you have twins. twins. She she has a twin. <laughs> well, actually, I only hired in six months after Julie, oh, okay. Officer Q. Um, so we've known each other throughout our careers and kind of went through some trainings together and stuff. So that's kind of cool. So uh, how long were you a regular police officer? Um, so I worked patrol and was a field training officer. I did that for um, the first almost 10 years of my career. And then whenever a school resource officer unit opened up, that was in about 24, no, it was 2014. And when that happened, I put in for that and uh, been doing that ever since. And I'll tell you, of all the things that I've been able to do at the police department, that is by far my most favorite. It's just really rewarding uh, to work with kids and you know, not just show up when there's a problem. Like I get to show up when things are going right. And that, that's pretty nice to be able to do sometimes. So my question is, was that a goal of yours or did when it opened up, is that something you just started to get interested in at that point? I know we didn't have that opportunity beforehand, but is kids and going that route something that interests you right away or you had to look into it? Well, we had the homework with police officer program going on. So I, and then youth academy, we had lots of youth programming that I was involved in. And I never thought whenever I started in the world of law enforcement, I never in a million years had the thought, let me work with teenagers full time. Like that sounds like something I want to do. That was not the initial dream. But as I started doing that, I'm like, I really, really love it. And not only that, like they sometimes even like me back and, and, <laughs> right. and I get to have, I get to have some sort of, um, I'll say I get to help shape them in ways where they're still, you know, their brains are still developing. They're still making decisions on their peer groups. And I get to have some sort of impact on that. Uh, whereas I, I feel like I didn't have that much of an impact when I was working patrol. We saw a lot of the same people. Um, night after night. I mean, not kindly, but that's what it turned into for me. So to be able to have influence on young people, it it changed the trajectory of my career. That's kind of exactly the same way. I'm new to the SRO scene. I didn't expect at all to go that route, but um, I started volunteering and helping um, Officer Q and, and her team. And I noticed that when I go to work, I smiled a lot more. I worked third shift for several years, and I, it was super nice to go to work and laugh and smile. You know, I did on third shift, but just, you know, let's be honest, not as much. It's more, a yeah. little bit more serious and things. But, and the aspect of helping children 
and shape them into the citizens that we want them to be and watching them grow up um, into adults that we want them to be is super satisfying. That's really why we, a lot of us get into this, this job and and it's just super satisfying when you see stuff like that. It kind of takes you back to your roots, you know, in police interviews, almost all the time people are going to say you get into this because you want to help people. Most everyone's going to say that, but then you find that when you respond to calls, all day that most of the time someone is upset with you by the time you leave there. I say that because, you know, someone has to be, we give a lot of direction of a day and it can, and obviously we do that kindly and respectfully, but we give a lot of direction of a day and that doesn't always make people happy. So whenever we get to go into the schools, uh, we have an opportunity to have an impact on these young people and get into classrooms and meet them on their turf and what might be the only positive law enforcement a- interaction they've had to that point. Right. How long has the SRO program been going on? Because I remember in high school having a police officer at East High School who was trying to bust me skipping school, right, or squealing the tires, which <laughs> I don't think kids do that anymore. <laughs> But outside of that, I don't remember like middle school or elementary school having a police officer around. Right. That program began in 2014. And at that okay. point, it was myself and Officer Eric Stevens. So there are two of us for the district. At this point, we have five resource officers for the district. Okay. And there's there's 18 buildings. Okay. Um, where where do you normally work at or what's your, what's your routine uh, as a resource officer? So I supervise the SRO unit. With that being said, I try to make myself available to float around and go where things are happening, where officers might need assistance. And I also, I I answer to admin and um, now we have all this stop arm videos, cameras. I don't know if the, Uh, I think the community is pretty aware of that. We have, so I write the citations for that as they're coming in. So I have a lot of responsibilities as uh, I oversee it. And but so if somebody, no, so I know we have stop arm issues and that's, you know, with the buses and things, you can write a ticket based off of video now? I can and oh, I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can yes, and I do. That's well, right. Yeah, I mean, like. Uh, so folks better stop when there is a bus because even if you don't get caught in a moment, you'll get a citation in the mail should you choose to disregard that. I hope I was like, open mic. I hope everyone heard that. (laughs) Right. We take that pretty seriously. Yeah, it matters. That is a horrible offense, you know. Our kids have the expectation to get on the bus safely, and uh, we need to ensure that we're doing our part. (laughs) You got a call or something? You you need to take that? It's not a call. I know. So... um, so, uh, let me go through my notes here. Um, so do you deal a lot with, with the bad kids? Are we talking more safety? Um, like what's, uh, what, what's the, what's the mix? 
We do it all. We okay. wear a lot of hats of okay. a day. And even having filled in for us, I'm sure uh, Sir Scott can attest to that. We wear a lot of hats of a day. And so, yes, whenever things go wrong, we get called uh, to deal with those. But our job in a day is not to see how many kids we can handcuff and haul out. When <laughs> okay. people see us coming down the hallway with a smile and, you know, that, we, that we're for them, we're for these kids. We're not trying to introduce them into the juvenile justice system. Our, our goals are to help uh, shape them and, like James said, to, to better understand what it is that law enforcement do. And not just that, to help them with safety-related things. Of course, that's our number one priority is safety and helping ensure that they understand our safety procedures. And that also allows us to have opportunities in classrooms. This year, we've done so many uh, so many trainings with especially elementary students about um, safety and how it is that we would respond in the event of an emergency. Yeah, I got the opportunity to help Officer Q uh, with elementary school kids and teach them, um, you know, about, you know, bad people coming in the school. You got to talk in their language. And it was, um, you know, it was interesting to see how she would talk to much younger students and and just speak on their level and their terms. And I have a little bit of learning to do that with the with those type of young kids. But one of the main things I want to say is it takes a certain personality to do um, SRO. Um, just like in any other unit within the police department, it takes a certain personality to be a detective. It takes a certain personality to be in our narcotics unit or to work a specific traffic. So an SRO is, it, it, they take specific training and are, are, you know, requested to work that detail by the type of person that, their personality that they are. Um, so I want to explain the fact that SROs really care about the kids and they have to deeply care about the kids and them learning. And, you know, it just takes, like I said, a, a different personality to to go into a school and to help the kids because um, other cops can't do that as well as, well as an SRO. Kids can see right through, you know, a fake nice adult, yeah, right? Yeah, kind like, of what I'm trying to say. And you know who will call you out on it quicker than anybody is a bunch of teenagers, <laughs> right. especially a classroom full of them. So they can spot that. And they don't, when they say they don't uh, care what you know until you show them that you care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have to do much work uh, in terms of uh, social media? Like, I see that being a, a, a kind of a quagmire of... Like, because, you know, Ruthie's, I mean, our, our kids are uh, high schoolers now and everybody has their phones and information spreads yeah, so quickly. And oh, my gosh. Yes, we so. definitely stay up on that. Half my job would go away if social media did, which okay. it's not going to. So we adapt and overcome. Uh, we've all been to training on social media. We have one guy in our team. I'm, I'd say pretty good at it, but it takes me a little bit longer to get through these investigations. We have everybody on our team has their gifts. Officer Kedzinski, who is at East High School, is right. really good at it. And so while if we're working through an investigation, you know, it makes a lot of sense for me to remain boots on the ground and at wherever it's happening. And then he usually does a lot of the behind the scenes sending for preservation requests and that kind of thing. He's very good at it. Yeah. And, 
and he is just since we're talking about him, Ruthie loves him. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he's easy to like, Officer Cap. You know, and like it's just, he's just like the cool guy on campus. <laughs> I think that's that's around the whole team that you have put together. Um, all the officers are super nice, and I've been me personally. I've been super impressed. That's why I volunteer to do the things that that I do is because all those officers are perfect with the kids. I mean, let's be honest, like everybody from officer Q to the, to the newest one is, would that be officer Sims? Officer Sims. Yeah. All of them was just, there's everybody loves them. Like you, you won't hear any, any bad things about them from yeah. the kids. And that says a lot for a police officer because the world kind of hates you guys a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. Ouch. Sorry. Um, I mean, it's, I'm not know, mad at you. I love you guys. You yeah. Know, but, but they're qualified for what it is they're doing. They weren't forced into those positions. And, you know, if you've, whenever I found, I work for the uh, Indiana Association of School Resource Officers. When I say I work for them, it's for free. It's not like I get an extra paycheck, but I currently serve as the president of that organization. And when I see officers across the state that are there because they want to be, their program looks vastly different than those that are voluntold to be there. (laughs) So luckily, Indiana does a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things going the right direction for school safety in the state of Indiana and school resource officers right now. Our program is very big and there's a lot of awesome officers. Off camera, you said the name of the acronym of the association that you just said. What what was it? INSVROA, the Indiana Association (laughs) of School Resource Officers. That is really awful. (laughs) It's what we have. We need a marketing team and to fix I that. The IN so. had to be at the front of it. So, <laughs> so. that can, that was named long before I came along. Uh, so I kind of thought it was catchy. I, I can't even repeat it. I-N-S-R-O-A. INSROA. I'll let you have that one. Man. I'm a hillbilly, though. So, <laughs> um, Well, speaking of which, there's some new legislation coming around. Uh, tell us more about that and your uh, involvement in it. Yeah, so INSROA was a big part of pushing that. So the new legislation, uh, in simple terms, says that if there's if someone's going to be a school resource officer, it's required that they have the 40-hour uh, training uh, to do that job, that you need to be qualified to work with our most precious demographic uh, before you get there. And that makes a lot of sense. I think no more than not everyone's qualified to be the door, door booter on the SWAT team. Not everyone's qualified uh, to work in a school and work with kids full time. So that does require a special set of skills and it does require a special education, you know, like working with special needs students. Uh, there's a cultural diversity piece, teen brain. The teen brain is its own animal. And right. we need to have a pretty solid understanding of why kids might do the things that they do. Not that there's not consequences for it, but to have an understanding of these as you're working with youth is critically important. So when will that legislation pass? It's already passed. It's passed. Okay. Yes. It w- became law in uh, July. Okay. However, there's a grace period right now that give give you another na- acronym, okay. NASRO, the okay. National Association of School Resource Officers. Um, we're hosting a lot of classes in the state of Indiana and also a partner with the DOE to make several of those free so that there's not a financial burden to departments that have yet to send their SROs to school. So I just went through the 40-hour class um, and Officer Q was my lead instructor 
Um, it happened here at Columbus only a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Do we have other? Yes, uh, we have other other. As far as Columbus is is concerned, there's three of us um, that just went through the class. But you said other towns. Yeah. Yeah. How many people were in that class? It was about forty. And they were all Indiana, right? Most were Indiana. We had a couple of them from yeah out of Kentucky and Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. Uh, And Illinois. Yeah, what she said though is perf- is is right, especially somebody who's new to it. You know, we learned about why teenagers think and do the, the things they do. They, that there's a you know a thinking brain and there's a feeling brain, and a lot of times they use the feeling brain. Yeah, right. I think me and you know that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't you know sometimes think things out before they 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 feel. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much I've learned and that's completely why there has to be a 40 hour training because I couldn't imagine walking into a school and the school themselves have, you know, certain things that they want done for the SRO. You're, you're not just necessarily walking in there as a complete cop off the street and doing it and performing the same job. You're, you're, you're an SRO. Okay. Yeah. That means you're doing a little things a little bit differently yeah. for protection of the kids. Um, so you can do things a little bit differently for the protection of the kids, which is our main goal. Yeah. yeah. Even the laws, the way in which we operate there is completely different. I don't know if that in the class, that was a complete shock to you, but that's the only block that we tend to go longer than what's even in the agenda. Uh, so I don't know if you speak to that, but that I'm sure some of that was a surprise. I mean, because of the protection of the children, we work a lot more under reasonable suspicion instead of probable cause, if that okay. makes sense, because you know, we want the kids to be safe. Okay. So is it fair to say that, you, like, in the state of Indiana, you're kind of a... Big wig? You're kind of cool? <laughs> I mean, like, you drug in 40 I, people to for a class that you put on, like... She's cool. She don't want to admit it. <laughs> I know she won't, but <laughs> I'm gonna make you really un- uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Mic up for that. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, to say that we've, uh, you know, our community has has supported you and and created a, a culture of uh, of this. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I feel pretty fortunate to have a department that's been supportive of my roles with NSROA and now my roles with NASRO. I'm breaking out those acronyms again, but I I do feel fortunate that they've been supportive of that. That does, um, you know, this afternoon I have a meeting and that will tie me up for about an hour, but it does bring benefit back to the community because it makes me better at this job and to, you know, lead our team in a way that we're doing things and even legislatively the right way. And as things progress and social media investigations progress, you know, that I'm always clued in to the latest information and I can relay that pretty uh, immediately. So we talked about legislation, but I I also really wanted to hit in this, uh, this room, um, what, would parents expect who don't know what an SRO does on a daily basis um, who are watching this? I think that would be very interesting to explain, and I'd rather you do it than me because I'm new. Um, explain what an SRO does and kind of their daily things. 
Yeah. Day to day, uh, we can be found in the classrooms. We get in, like yesterday, I did an armed intruder presentation to a high school class. And and for each age group, you know, based on their developmental stages, those presentations look different. He said we were in the elementary school. Obviously, those conversations look way different than in high school because high school, they want to know the why. Why are we responding this way? Whereas in elementary, that message is much simpler. You know, it's like a stranger danger conversation. Something you feel unsafe, get away from the unsafe thing. You're empowered to do that in a building also. So in day-to-day, we spend a lot of time, in, like I said, in the classrooms. Uh, law is a big topic for us. Social media. Um, we taught a domestic violence class. So those are a lot. So classroom opportunities is a biggie. Uh, just being seen is a big deal too. And showing up when things are going right so that when you have to show up when things are going wrong, then you're a familiar face already. Yeah. That's important to be able to do that. So checking around buildings, safety checks, checking doors, pulling on doors. We've got to get the easy things right. And locking doors is a very easy thing. So we do some of that now. Not that we weren't doing that before, but that's one of the big uh, things we're looking out for right now is just we got to get the easy things right. Right, because safety is the number one reason why we're in the schools. And then building relationships and different things like that just helps the safety aspect. So, you know, safety is the number one thing. That's why you know, it just takes a certain personality, like I like I said before, to be an SRO. You you want to do the safety things, but you also want to build the relationships, and and that helps. Yeah, and empowering kids and teachers in our buildings to, if you see something, say something. There's a lot more of them than a lot more kids than there is adults in a building, and empower them to look after one another, and that if they feel like something's off, let somebody know. Yeah, because I mean, anytime there's a incident at a school, there's always information that comes out after the fact of like, yeah, we probably probably should have saw that one coming, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly right. You yeah. know, different red flags that that people just I don't know if it's human nature to want to ignore that. You know, a little bit to look at the bright side. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, we've had training on that. What is it? Every single um, incident that's happened, there's been reasons. We should have seen it coming or at least have checked in on it. Would that be correct? Yeah. Historically speaking, and there's in these incidents and as you look back and they're like, dang it, like we saw this and, and maybe they didn't take it as far as they needed to. So obviously our brains are always working to protect us. And one of our many human flaws is disregarding our own intuitions. And when we have those things, we sometimes push them aside and disregard fear rather than investigate it. Yeah. So another way I want to mention this, that we spend our days, a big chunk of it is, and something that I track in our stats every nine weeks, is our one-on-one contacts with kids where we act as an informal counselor. Uh, The NASRO triad consists of law enforcement officer, of course, teacher and informal counselor. So we have all kinds of things walk in and out of our offices of a day. Sometimes it's peer conflicts. Um, We have bullying things come into our uh, offices. Sometimes it's criminal things like batteries or thefts, that kind of thing. But a lot of it is just sitting down and being a trusted adult in a listening ear. 
there's probably a lot of kids that don't have a trusted adult. You're right. In it, right? That's right. Um, on taking it further on what she's saying, because there's a lot of people, again, I'm trying to come from a parent's perspective of what they see an SRO officer do. We are not in there to completely, tell me if I say this wrong, completely enforce the law on on the whole school. We, we let the school handle a lot of the things. Um, so I don't want parents or people on the outside thinking that, you know, cops are in there just enforcing the law with everybody and, you know, making them walk a straight line and, you know, but we let the school handle all the, all the ins and outs for the most part until it gets super criminal. Would that be correct? Well, uh, they handle obviously school discipline. We do not, we are not at all involved (laughs) in school discipline, Uh, but we do get invited into conversations a lot in a way that would be helpful. So whenever I said help mold kids and help them to understand, you know, this is what could happen. And so, you know, do better. We need you to make better choices. We do have a lot of those conversations. Now, have there been moments where we've had to make an actual outright arrest? Yes. A custodial arrest, those things happen, but it's extremely rare. And because we track our one-on-one contacts versus actual probation referrals or custodial arrest, I can tell you that 0.003% of the time, our contact would actually end up in an arrest or probation referral. I did not just make that number up. Okay. <laughs> it wow. is 0.003% of the time. Okay. Which is a good thing for parents to know. It, it further establishes the idea that what our intent is and being there. And we have qualified guys. That's the reason this training is so important is because we know, you know, how to handle uh, these different call types. Well, we've, we've handled a, a couple questions here because I've asked, I asked both my kids, you know, what, if you had a, a resource officer in front of you, you could ask anything you want, what would you ask? So Ruthie talked about counseling. She, you know, of course she knows the format here and is like, Oh yeah, no, and they do a lot of counseling, you know, like it's kind of, they're just kind of cool people that you can talk to, you know. And so she wanted to bring that up. But Theo wanted to know, and, and you know Theo pretty well. Um, how many fights have you gotten into? <laughs> what was this question? And I'm like, well, buddy, I don't, I don't think she really can gets answer into that, but fights, but I but, can't <laughs> as far as school. You know, so, so an interesting. Maybe how many okay, you, you put break me, up. I wasn't ready for that, so, but I, I think I, a, like, I think a lot of people would want to know. That's I have like. my thoughts together on it. <laughs> And an interesting thing about some kids that choose to fight in school is, I must say something that might be somewhat controversial. I don't know. All right, right. here we go. Is that that's a safe place for them to fight where it's going to get broke up. So a lot of times when adults walk up during a fight and... I haven't had a whole lot of trouble separating folks. It's not like I jump on top and it turns into some sort of, see, I don't know, like law and order episode. It doesn't usually turn into that. You know, whenever I get more concerned when kids choose to do that outside of school because there's no adults around. If you do it at school, you know, did I just like ruffle any feathers? That makes sense. I hadn't thought about that because if you do it at school, it's kind of an attention thing and you know, you're going to get busted and. This is going to end. Or it's just not planned. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. two kids arguing and then one jumps up, pushes yeah. the other. Of course, that's not 100% of the time. No, but that, That's really, that, you know, that, my opinion of that, that's not 100% of the time, but that's 
what I think happens a lot of times. Folks know that that's going to get separated. So I, I tend to get a lot more concerned when I hear about things outside. I feel like we live in a world maybe that isn't as much in physical fights as it is getting on. Fights. Why would you do that when you can get on Snapchat and text message and tough get guys, a, right? Be a keyboard ninja. <laughs> keyboard ninja. All right. I like that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Theo. <laughs> My son, something else. Wait, wait until you get to interact with that guy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I think we've hit all my my notes here. What else, what else you got? You guys got anything really exciting we need to talk about? Um, talked about typical day. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, I just I just kind of wanted to know or wanted to explain what somebody who doesn't know our job and has kids going to our school what to expect of an SRO I think I've covered we've covered the most part of that yeah. all the all the 90s parents that think that the student resource officer is trying to bust them skipping well, it's just right? not yeah. the case and I think that if they had a conversation with us or if they had any questions we would happily answer that and yeah, so I hope that if that was a thought ahead of this, <laughs> that they now know that's not the case. I might have skipped school more than I should have. You said what? I probably skipped school a little more <laughs> than I should have. I wouldn't have even known what to do to, if I skipped school. We so whenever have. I see people like skipping, I'm like, what are you doing? I wouldn't have known where to go or what to do when I was supposed to be in school. I, I, I mostly went to the gas station and got a cappuccino. <laughs> it's really just a useless... Just to be bad. Yeah. Because yeah, that's how, how bad of a dude I was. Right? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so I would want to add that this year, the in 2023, the National Conference, the National Association of School Resource Officers right. Conference will be hosted for the first time in Indiana. That's a great big win for our state okay. uh, to get to host that national training. Will it be uh, up at the convention center? Or? It will be downtown at the JW. Okay. Oh, fancy. Yes. Yes, it's going to be a great big event, and uh, Indianapolis is going to host about... Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, our last conference was in Colorado, in Aurora, Colorado. So that was it was an awesome opportunity to get to participate. The best training I've ever been to, and I hope in Indianapolis we can top that next year. That's awesome. I know talking big game over here for yeah. my resource officer friends, but um, I hope that um, we get a great big turnout for that. It, I'm sure you will. Nationally speaking, Indiana, as far as is it trained um, or just into SRO in general, is is one of the top places is that correct something something to that effect we are one of the biggest state organizations that's what that's what it was yeah, yeah. so and that has a lot to do i say this but indiana is doing a lot of really good things the school safety specialist academy and that's been around for a while i, I don't know the year but that's been around for a while and our state organization has grown exponentially in the last couple of years to the extent that we have a management company now. I mean, that's big time. But we have a management company now to help us because the demand and training has gone up so much in the past couple of years. Well, I really appreciate everything that you do for our community and for the kids um, and just public safety in general. I mean, like, we like to have police officers on here because... The world needs to see that you guys are here to help, you know. So 
So keep up the good work. And Thank you. Yeah, Thank appreciate you. it. I really appreciate you having us on here and helping people better understand our roles and responsibilities. Yeah. It's been interesting. Sure has. I oh. enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks.